0: Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View radio show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact Hello. us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Coronatools.com, the nation's leader in garden and landscaping tools. Listeners of The Organic View can receive 20% off their Coronatools.com purchase by using the coupon code ORGVIEW. That's O-R-G-V-I-E-W. For more promotional offers, please visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. And don't forget to check out our contest section. On today's show, Tom and Miles McGahey are going to talk live from California about the process of transporting honeybees from California back to Colorado. So I'd like to welcome to the show Tom Theobald, who is talking to us from the bee yard. Hello, Tom. Hello,
1: June. We're on the scene right now, and we're doing what's (laughs) called shaking bees. And as we talk, I'll describe what's going on we're in the central valley of california just to the west of the sacramento river which is running bank full this wet year in california and to the west i can see the coast range and some of the highest peaks are snow-capped to the to the east i can see the northern end of the sierras which will be our route back home we'll leave here and we'll go up the Feather River Canyon and come into Reno from the north and get on I-80, and then it's more or less straight shot home. So we're in the field now with a crew from the C.F. Conan Company uh, shaking bees. And if you like, I can describe what's going on. I'm away from the bee yard so that I can talk on the phone without a bee veil on, but uh, I can describe what's taking place if you'd like me to start or if you have any questions, I'd sure. be happy to answer them.
0: I'm just curious well what is the what is the health of the bees right now? are you seeing are you seeing a lot of activity in the hives?
1: Oh yes, this is a kind of a cool day, so the bees aren't as active as they might be, or it's probably about fifty degrees and sunny, but with a cool breeze blowing from the east um So they're not as active as they might be, but these are good, strong colonies of bees. They have to be, and the Conan crews work very hard to keep them that way. The life cycle of a brood cycle of a colony of bees is about three weeks. In other words, from egg to emerging young bee, fully developed, is about 21 days. So they shake bees from these colonies about every three or four weeks. And because of that what we have what we have flying in the air are mainly young bees the babe not baby bees but they're the young bees and they're very gentle and unaggressive not protective of anything so there's little or no stinging going on but the air is filled with bees and the way they shake as they call it and in the bee yard that we're working today the bees are being driven upward through the top of the colony the top cover is taken off and in its place is put what's called a queen excluder which has evenly spaced bars which the workers can pass through but the queen can't and the crew goes through and they smoke the bees a little and then they slip Uh, shingles that are soaked in a substance called bego in the bottom entrance. And the, the vapors of that move the bees upward through the queen excluder because the queen excluder is there. The queen remains behind. She, she isn't driven up and into another box that they put above the queen excluder, which has, uh, Strips of masonite, several strips of masonite, which run the length of the box, just enough traction for the bees to hold on, but they can't hold on very well. So the bees are driven up, these young bees, driven up through the top of the colony, through the queen excluder, into this box, and when that box is fairly filled with bees, it's taken over to what's called a gang box, a screened box. It's about two feet by two feet by two feet tall, screened all the way around, and has a funnel on the top. And the bees are shaken into that funnel. They fall into the gang box. And because of the masonite, they don't have very good traction, so it's easy to shake them out of that. That box then will go back to another colony and get another load of bees and come back again to the gang box. When the gang box is pretty full... It's taken over to a scale, which is set for whatever the poundage of the package is going to be. And the package is what the bees are going to go into, and I'll describe that in just a minute. But the the bees in the gang box are dumped into another funnel, which goes into a, a another container that sits on a scale that's set for one, two, three, four pounds, whatever that package is going to be. Bees are sold by the pound, about 3,500 bees to the pound, and what we're shaking are three-pound packages, and that's typical. The bees are dumped out of the gang box into this other container, and when the scale goes over three pounds, they stop, the funnel's taken away, the lower container is taken over, and it's dumped into what we call a package. And a package is about the size of a double shoe box. It's screened on two sides, has a large hole in the center which will hold a syrup can, which will be the food for those bees in transit. And hanging inside that box will be a new queen in a little cage about the size of a double pack of chewing gum screened on one side and she is going to be the mother of that new hive of bees that's what that package will be so we're in the process of shaking and we'll shake today and we'll probably leave early tomorrow morning with a trailer load of about 300 packages these packages are replacement colonies or starter colonies I put it in a ranching context because people can understand it a little easier that way, it seems. And this is sort of like, uh, these are the calves. These are the calves that are being taken back to Colorado to replace the losses, to, to enlarge the herd. If you're a rancher and you've lost a, a certain portion of your cattle, calves, that will be the replacement called packages. They will go into a, a colony, an, an empty colony, they will be brought along through the summer. On average, they will probably fill out two stories, two hive bodies, make their winter stores, and if they survive the winter, the following year, they will come on board as producing colonies. So that's the process, and that's what we're doing right now. We're We're in the process of shaking those bees. Now, it's interesting because although we've had very high losses in Boulder County, we estimated about 80%, which is just horrendous. You can imagine if you were a rancher and you lost 80% of your mother cows every year, how difficult it would be to continue. And these losses are a disaster. But the 300 colonies that we're bringing back, If we can assume that there will be no overlap, a colony of bees will forage and pollinate over about 2,000 acres in the course of the season. So those 300 colonies have the potential to pollinate about 6 million acres. Now, there won't be 6 million acres because some of these colonies will be close together and their territories will, will overlap, but it's a a substantial amount of pollination that will be done by the bees that we're bringing back to Colorado.
0: Tom, I know this is kind of a grim question, but what portion of the bees that you're transporting from California back to Colorado will actually survive an entire year?
1: some of them opinion. will pro- some of them probably will have difficulties during the the first season of one kind or another i think the bulk of them will make it to fall and will do as i said will have made their winter stores and it's the fall and winter that we found is the most devastating for the bees so if if History is our guide of these colonies that we're bringing back. A substantial portion of them will be lost over the winter. The 80% losses that we saw this past winter were in part, at least, packages packages that we had brought back to Colorado last year. So it can be substantial, and that's, that's part of what we're faced with all across the country is these very high losses. We're we're losing bees at levels which are simply not sustainable.
0: Tom, the bees that you're transporting are going to a number of different beekeeping outfits. Why is this critical that you make this journey every year, and especially it is a dangerous journey, but could you just share with the listeners how this will help supplement the existing honeybee population that is in Colorado?
1: I guess I would use my own operation as an example. This is my 42nd year of beekeeping. And the first year I started with bees, I started with packages in addition to the colonies that I had purchased from an older beekeeper. I went for over 30 years and never had to buy another. And what winter losses I had would be replaced by dividing my stronger colonies. And my, my losses in the course of the season would be two to 5%. We're seeing losses of 80% now for some beekeepers, even more than that. So, I came to a point about 10 years ago where I didn't have a sufficiently strong base of colonies to continue to replace my losses from my own bees, and I had to begin purchasing packages again. And uh, for a smaller beekeeper who may only have one or two colonies of bees, if those are lost, they really don't have much of a recourse other than to to purchase packages. So uh, my, uh, my package purchases have been over about the past 10 years, and they've been a consequence of the high losses that I was experiencing.
0: Tom, can you also take a moment to explain how dangerous it is to do what you're doing, the amount of theft that's involved or potential theft that is involved with, with carrying out this type of a task?
1: Well, I'm not sure what I, uh, theft can be a problem here in the Central Valley where they have so much almond pollination. Bees come from all over the country uh, in February to pollinate the almonds, and there has been a fair amount of theft bee yards that are put in the almonds. You have to appreciate that they're in isolated situations where they're not being observed every day. And... An unscrupulous person with the proper equipment can come in in the dark, load those bees onto a a flatbed or a semi, and be gone, and rent them out to an equally unscrupulous almond grower who may or may not know that they're renting a a stolen product. Um, So theft in that regard is is a concern. The biggest concern that we have, and I re, I relate it to hauling ice cream, that's what these packages represent. It's a very fragile commodity, even though the bees are very resilient and very durable, and we have to be concerned about too much cold or too much heat. Bees can be lost, a colony of bees, a package of bees can be lost very quickly if they overheat. So we have two sensors, temperature sensors, in the trailer containing these packages and we watch those constantly and we adjust the airflow, the tarps that we have over them, and we try to control that temperature within a, a reasonable range. The bees are good at keeping themselves warm. They can cluster together as they would in a hive during the cold weather. But when you're traveling down the road, there's a certain amount of vibration, and it's difficult for those bees to remain in that cluster, and they fall down to the...
0: Tom, I'm sorry, but we are out of time. Um, I wish we had more time, but... um... It's been very interesting learning about what's been going on, but I just want to take a moment uh, to say thank you so much for taking the time out of the schedule to come on the show. Um, next year when you go, we hope you know we'll have more time to get into some of the other aspects of this.
1: Well, thank you, June, for taking the time to let us talk about it. And this is something that even uh, experienced beekeepers rarely get a chance to see. And uh, so it's it's good to be able to share it with a broader public.
0: Thanks, Tom. And give my best to Miles. I will. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. This, once again, was a very brief interview. Tom happens to be out in the field, and it's a great opportunity to learn about what these folks actually go through. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show.